you're like me, you know that MLM is one of the last legit ways out there that anyone can get started and have major success. But you also see that most of the training is centered around pop culture and those tactics don't always translate into success for most minorities. This podcast will show you how real minority leaders are not waiting for our companies to provide training that's actually applicable. And we're not hitting up our same list for the umpteenth time filled with uninterested friends and family. Follow this podcast while I expose the shocking methods we're using to build global teams online and get paid whether the prospect joins or not. My name is LaDon Buchanan and welcome to MLM Minority Report Radio. Bingo! What's good everyone? Welcome to another episode of the MLM Minority Report Radio. And man, today we're going to be talking about how to overcome the frustration of making little to no money in your business. Now, This episode is going to be dedicated to the people who are in their first year or um, who have been, you know, kind of going at their business for a a, a couple of years. And, you know, things haven't uh, really been working out for them like they want as far as income goes. Um, You know, it reminds me of my first year being in the MLM industry, being in network marketing. And, um, you know, when I got started I was excited, but I had a limiting mindset. And what that means is, you know, I was excited about this new world and about the opportunity and about the potential. I'm like, oh, I'm about to oh, I'm about to sign up a million people. <laughs> but the reality of it was when it came down to doing what was necessary to sign up a million people, I without even thinking about it, I had already put limitations in the mix. Like there was just certain things that I wasn't going to do. Like, um, and honestly, the list of things that I wasn't going to do isn't as important as the simple fact of there were things about the training that I had just told myself, well, I don't need to do that because I'm the man, or I don't need to do that because I'm in the military, or I don't need to do that because blah, 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 blah. So I don't need to do that because blah, blah, blah. So I don't need to do that because insert excuse, insert limiting thought process based on uh, my own personal beliefs instead of the training that was given. Now, um, it was a great training system for building uh, in a traditional manner. Um, The training system prided itself on uh, um, ethics, morals, and putting people in a position to get excited about what you um, wanted to share with them and also putting them in a position to be uh, gainfully informed or well-informed before they made a decision to purchase the product because there was a product (laughs) or um, invest in the business opportunity side or both. And, you know, out of that great training system, I probably only followed about 20% of it. And, um, you know, looking back on it, I can definitely say that that was one of the big reasons why my success in the front end was very limiting. But what I knew is that, you know, it wasn't my first time being me. (laughs) I knew that I'm, I'm usually pretty crappy at things like in the outset i'm usually uh known as what they call a late bloomer meaning that you know i don't really catch things on very quickly in the beginning um 
But once I got them, I got them. And then I normally excel past, you know, pretty much everyone else. Or I at least get to a high level um, where, you know, people would consider you a leader and that kind of stuff. So, you know, um, what what I lacked in following the system, I made up for in effort. And I was putting in a lot of effort. I was putting in a lot of time. Um, it was fun for me. So I didn't I didn't see it as like, oh, my God, I'm working so many hours. I thought this was going to work. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, I was having a good time because I was reconnecting with, you know, friends and family. I was reconnecting with old um, military co-workers, all, all kind of stuff. And I I had a very high threshold of you know, pain for the word no, relatively, um, because I had a high belief level in my relationship with a lot of people. You see what I mean? So, um, yeah, and I did it all wrong. And, you know, I talked to like a 100 people in order to just sign up for. Um, and it took me about 10 days to do that. So on average, I was talking about 10 people a day. And the, the reason this is important to help you understand this part of the story is I was atrocious at building the business. Like I, I sucked at a very high level, but I knew I was going to suck because I had sucked at so many other things in my life. So I was like, well, this is just a part of the process, right? That was in my mind. And uh, there was a couple of times that I got discouraged and, you know, I took a couple of days off. But really what came what came out of that was I was like, man, those were points. Those were points where I could have just put it down, called the company and said I quit. But those were decision points. And I made the decision that I wanted to succeed more than I wanted to, you know, feel good about, um, uh, you know, signing people up and all the rest of that kind of stuff. So then they started talking about all, all of these events and like. How like, man, is people making this much money and they're doing this and they're traveling the world or like they're doing all of this stuff. And I'm like, man, if it like and everyone's talking about it and there's videos on the team page and, and people are posting videos on their personal pages and there's all kind of stuff going on. And I'm like, man, oh, I bro, if this is if if this is what they say that it is, I got to go see it. So, see, no one ever had to convince me to go to a regional training event or a national training event or an international convention or any of that. Why? Because I had never seen that type of environment. I had never seen that many people who were having success in one place. You know, in the military, the main people who are having success or making a sizable income, they're either at the highest enlisted rank or they are an officer and, you know, if you really want to see big money, you know, $10,000 a month to big money, that's the base commander. You know what I mean? Like he's the the highest ranking person and his base pays about $10,000 a month. I look back on that and 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 the thought of of looking at him like, wow, this guy's making a lot of money. To, it's so, you know, my my perspective on income now is completely different. So I, you know, I don't see him as making a lot of money. Like I know people who are 24 years old right now and they make one hundred thousand dollars a month in our industry. And they've only been doing it for three to four years, but they got good at something worth getting good at. So, you know. I went to the events. I never missed an event. Like I sacrificed. 
I, I did I did turn and burn trips. I don't know. Well, you know what that is, because this is the MLM minority report radio. So I know you know what a turn and burn trip is. I did whatever like that. I never missed an event for my whole first year. Like no matter what came about, I never missed an event like I was adamant about that. And, you know, when when you start to look at ROI. Which is return on investment. Um, if you look at it from a perspective of money out versus money in, so the money I was spending versus the money I was making, if you only look at ROI from that perspective, oh, it was atrocious. It was not in, no, it was not good. It was bad. Like one of the training events, the tickets are like $600, just the registration ticket. So, you, you know, I, I think when I bought that ticket, I wasn't even making $600 a month. I think when I bought that ticket, I wasn't even making $300 a month, like consistently. You, you see what I mean? So the the ROI when it came to money in, money out was atrocious. But if you think outside of money, then you will see that the ROI was amazing for other things. That's the purpose of this podcast today. How to overcome the frustration of making little to no money in your business. My ROI in the front end, if we're only looking at money, was atrocious. Financial advisors, they only look at money for the most part. And don't even get me started. You know, actually, I was going to make today's podcast about helping people understand the concepts of MLM and what it really entails, this legitimacy and all the rest of that kind of stuff. But honestly, the people who listen to this podcast, that would have been a waste of their time. Why? Because you already know that this is a legitimate industry. You already know about Robert Kiyosaki and Jim Rohn and Les Brown and and Zig Ziglar and the business of the 21st century and Rich Dad, Poor Dad and and all of these things and all of these books and all of these business experts and philosophers that not only you know agree with, but they support heavily network marketing. And not to mention, if you're listening to this and you know me, you know me. I've been in the, like, again, I'm not even gonna go there, but I won't waste people's ears or time with trying to you know um, talk about the legitimacy of the industry because anyone who doesn't think that the industry is legitimate they um they're just misinformed and you know those people i've found that they're also pretty misinformed about their taxes and how you you know they pay so much in taxes when it comes to their um their job and how having a home based business a network marketing business there's other kinds of home based businesses but particularly a network marketing business um, it allows you to uh, take advantage of tax breaks that aren't given to W-2 employees. So again, like the people who don't think that MLM is legitimate, they probably also pay 35% in taxes, which means that they kind of work their first three to four months a year uh, for free because they're they're paying it in taxes. Um, so it's one of those things where I won't waste you guys' time because you guys already know. Um, but here's some other things to consider when it comes to ROI. And this is what is really going to help shape your perspective 
to give you a new perspective on the importance of understanding ROI as it exists outside of just um, money. The first one is belief. You know, the, the amount of belief that's needed to be successful in business is underrated. And not just belief in the company or belief in whatever industry you're in, but belief in yourself, belief in your capabilities, belief in your ability to grow as a person, belief in the in in the me too concept. Like if someone else can do it, then I can, too. There's people who will see other people winning, but then their brain will instantly create some kind of excuse on why they can't win. Well, it's because that person doesn't have kids and there's people with kids winning. Oh, it's because that person is married. Oh, it's people who aren't married that are winning. Oh, it's because that person is black and, you know, black people need money. So that's why uh, there's white people winning, too. Like, in fact, 50 percent of my organization um, at the height of me building was not black people. I had one of the most diverse organizations in our company. And that was one of my pride and joys because I was the person who bridged the gap between um, you know, kind of the haves and the have nots or the haves and the work really hard to, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, yeah. So belief is the first thing. The next thing is a real life network, a network that you can touch. Like when you get started in a network marketing, um, um, business, depending on your team, depending on which organization you belong to. You get access to, you know, people who have become wildly successful. And the more success you have, the more access you get to those people. But even if you just like I can remember flying to different markets and um, and just spending the day with people who got started a week ago. And at the time I was a six figure earner and no one in their family had ever made six figures except like one of his uncles who was like a truck driver or something like that. And he ended up driving trucks for 20 years. He finally owned his own truck and, you know, he was doing his thing. And that's awesome. But it's access, belief, and then a real life network that you can touch. Like, you know, um, there's people that I was able to have access to that under normal circumstances, I probably wouldn't have never gotten to meet them. Uh, the next thing is personal development training, you know, developing you as a person um, and your beliefs, your beliefs towards money, your faith, your belief towards other people who don't look like you. Uh, like there's so many different facets of personal development. Um, so obviously, if you're listening to this, you have a good idea of that. But if you don't just Google personal development, like people like Tony Robbins, like Google Tony Robbins and what he does and how he helps people. And that those are the kind of things that happen um, for you. The, that's the kind of training that you get um, when you get with a really, really good uh, network marketing company. Um, and I'm speaking from the perspective of network marketing, but you got to understand that in business period, like you, network marketing is not the only place that you can receive these kind of benefits. It's just a place where you get to receive them at a highly discounted rate in a concentrated manner. So a customer relations training, you know, how to deal with people. There's a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's a, I, I'm not a big fan of the title, 
but I do agree with the with the contents of the book in itself. Um, another thing is, do you get public speaking training? You know, if it's it's available for you. You know, some people want to build their business and they don't want to speak to anyone. Like they just want to, you know, kind of text message everything or that kind of stuff. And, and that's cool. Like I'm not, I'm not judging that. Like I know some people who have made six figures only sending text messages. Like for real, for real, it's crazy. But you know, um, I think we can all agree that whatever fears you can get over in your life you come out on the other side a better person. So public speaking training is one of those things. You know, for me personally, um, my timeline of success in network marketing was, uh, it, was uh, um, it was actually kind of funny in my first year, you know, because my first 90 days, you know, honestly, I was, I was doing the work. I was working hard. And essentially, I was able to um, you know, have a little bit of success in my first six months in like, but if you look at just the money ROI, it wasn't, I, I was still not profitable yet after six months. Like if you look at how much money I was putting out versus how much it was coming in, I might've had a, a residual income rank in the company, but I still wasn't necessarily profitable, um, net wise. Um, but if you add in those other things, belief, my network, my personal development, my customer relations and my public speaking, oh, I had far exceeded, you know, I, my, my ROI was probably at a 5X at that point because I was learning and building upon skills that I would be able to use to free myself from ever needing a job. So, um, you know, my first six months, I built an organization of 60 customers and about 20 to 25 uh, business representative partners. Um, so yeah, that's not a lot. There's, there's people with like hundreds of thousands of customers, you know what I mean? So 60 customers is not a lot. It's not bad, but it's not a lot. That's averaging like 10 customers a month. And I'm putting in, you know, a ridiculous amount of hours. I'm buying tools. I'm going to training events. I'm doing all this stuff. But what happened is about six months of me doing that, I got into a groove and I started to build some momentum in my life. And what ended up happening out of that was over the next six months, I was able to acquire an organization or build an organization, build a customer base of over 400 customers. Do you see the exponential growth? And at the average of 400 customers, you're averaging about $60,000 a year. Now, if that's the average, then that means that I'm, I am, my ROI now is, is in the good. It is in the way good. You see what I mean? And if you add in not just the money, but my level of belief in myself, my network now, the friendships and relationships that I'm cultivating, some of them that I still hold really, really dearly now to this point, personal development, customer relations, public speaking, like all, all of these things, like, you, you know, these things are just highlights now. These are extras be, because I'm making all this money. I want you to flip it. And I want you to understand that how you show up to business, how you show up to entrepreneurship has a lot to do with how far you go and how long you last. That is real life. How you show up has a lot to do with how far you go and how long you last.
And I hope that that resonates with, with someone because, you know, that is super, super key. Understand that building you is more important than building the business. Why? Because building you will build the business. Building you will allow you to become someone people want to follow. That's a major key. Building you will allow you to build up your bravery, build up your courage, build, build up your selflessness, build up your ability to be persistent, build up your faith, um, and also build up your level of humility because humility is the forerunner of success. See, these kind of things won't initially show up in your bank account, but what they will do is they will show up in you as a whole person and you will start to attract people who are attracted to those kind of quality traits. Again, I'm not just talking about MLM. Like this is business period, like for real business period. So, um, you know, answer this question for me. How, how, how can you take and this is just a, an example. It's a real life example. It's not me. It's another person. But how, how can you take a low ranking soldier from the military and you, you give him a business part time? He has no business background. He has literally like two college classes under his belt. Nothing major. Uh, to a quarter of a million dollars in about what? Three years. So a low ranking soldier, like, you know, the guy joined the military like two years. He was two years, two, three years in the military. And then two, three years after getting started in business, he, he went to a quarter of a million dollars and then he transitioned into a successful small business owner. What changed in that? Like, like what, what changed from being a low ranking soldier, just, oh, dude, oh yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Like what changed low ranking soldier, quarter of a million dollars, successful small business owner. What changed? How did that happen? Was it the business vehicle? No, you can win in anything. What changed was him. His personal value became higher because he started to build those intangible things. His, his, his money ROI was atrocious in the front end. But when I tell you that someone earned a quarter of a million dollars, then, you know, it, it starts to make a lot more sense. You see what I mean? So chasing the money, and this is for you, chasing the money has been the source of your frustration. Why? Because you're so busy chasing the, the money that you're missing out on the intangibles. And I'm telling you all of this from a place of love. Like, like, it's not like I'm coming for anybody. It's literally like, I'm telling you this because I was there. I remember a season of chasing money and it was, the, oh my goodness. I don't want to go back to that, but excuse me, but, um, this is what you can do. If you don't want to chase the money anymore and you want to focus on, you know, getting out of that frustration point and just really, really building um, a solid business, then look at these couple of things. First off is you need to establish a target and put that target out three to five years. Where do you want to be in three years? Where do you want to be in five years? Pick one, three or five years, establish a target. And like we talked about in previous episodes, it's, uh, that target is your definite chief aim. What do you want? How much of it do you want? When do you want it by and what are you planning to do to get it? What like what are you what are you willing to do to get it? 
The next things you need to do is you need to identify some KPIs, also known as key performance indicators. So for me in MLM, a key performance indicator is my willingness to, um, well, then the traditional building, uh, offline building, no funnels building. A key performance indicator is how many calls you made. How many people did you reach out to every day? Um, how many events did you attend every um, every year? Um, how many customers did you acquire over a month over a month time span? Month over month, how many customers did you personally acquire? Those are key performance indicators. So, some more for network marketing is is um, how many times a day do you personally present the information? How many times a day do you have, um, do you, or how many times a week do you have leadership talks with uh, the people above you and the people who are below you? Um, another one is how many books are you uh, reading uh, a month? And another one would be what are you doing? What are you doing to, um, what are you doing to grow overall? So these are all key performance indicators because it's not. So the first few were related to generating income. The rest of them were related to building you as a person. So you also need to find ways outside of income to build belief. People want people want to hinge their belief system on how much income they make. That is a mistake. I did that. It is a mistake. There's a lot of people who do that. It is a mistake. Trust and believe that is a mistake. I'm telling you right now, you need to find other ways outside of income to build your belief. So, uh, um, excuse me. One of the biggest reasons why that's so important is because a person only takes action to the level of their belief. Big belief equals fast feet. A person only takes action to the level of their belief. Big belief equals fast feet. So in closing, I want to give you something to kind of take away from this. I want to give you something to kind of reflect on. And I have 16 principles that I want you to grade yourself on. 16 principles of success. And these are major keys. So, excuse me. So what we're going to do is I'm just going to go one by one and I'll explain it um, in the way that you need to think about it. Um, so for number one, it's who do you spend the most time masterminding about your business with? You know, we have the MoveMakers Mastermind Challenge, where it's a 30-day challenge. Um, and that is to help people, you know, kind of get better at marketing as well as uh, using online funnel uh, automation and that kind of stuff. So it's a mastermind of some sorts, but I'm talking about just genuine masterminding. Like me, I have Leroy. I have Kanish Green. I have my auntie, my dad. Like I, I have people that I genuinely mastermind with. Um, for different areas of my life. So on a scale of one to 10, do you feel like the people that you mastermind with, if you even mastermind with people, do you feel like they are smarter than you and they are they help to put you in a position to uh, grow and win? 
The next one is a definite chief aim. Do you feel like you have a solid definite chief aim? What do you want? How much of it do you want? When do you want it? And what are you willing to do to go get it? Do you have that clearly defined? Yes or no? For me, I do. My definite chief aim in life is to create a system online and through my personal efforts offline that produces $100,000 a month residually in profit in my business. I plan to accomplish this by establishing myself as a global authority on social media for teaching, travel, and prosperity, and then using that global authority, I'll acquire customers and develop leaders to become insignificant to the personal profits generated three years from the signing of that document. I say that every single day, and um, I even uh, have learned the the definite chief aim of one of my close friends as well and we tell each other this same thing every single day that's how that's how real it is you see what i mean so on a scale of one to ten ten being like i got it locked down i'm confident i believe in it let's go and one being like man i ain't got nothing like that i don't know nothing about that like i got something but it's not really anything i don't have it locked down like that so the next one is self-confidence like how confident are you in self and your ability to go build that business in relation to your definite chief aim? The habit of saving money. How good are you at saving money when it comes to your business? Honestly, every aspect of your life, but really when it comes to your business. Initiative and leadership. Number five, initiative and leadership. Do you take initiative? Do you have leadership? How high of a level is it? Okay. Number six, imagination. What, what does your problem solving muscle look like? Do you, do, do you come to problems and you get really, really frustrated because, you know, you're not good at solving problems? Do you start to complain or, or, or any of that kind of stuff? Um, help me understand. Like on a scale of one to 10, imagination. The next one, enthusiasm. Are you enthusiastic day in and day out with your business? Day in and day out with your life. When you speak with potential customers, can they feel your enthusiasm? Can they see it on your face? Can they see it in your eyes? Can they hear it in your voice? On a scale of one to 10. Next one, number eight is self-control. Do, do you have the self-control to control your emotions, to uh, con to not let things get to you at a high level, to you know, to just be graceful, be like Barack Obama ish, Michelle Obama. You, you see what I mean? Like those those are people who have a high level of self control. Number nine is the habit of doing more than paid for. Do are you the person that? When it comes to providing value to people and customers, you have a habit of, of giving more value than what you receive in payment. Or do you only move when you get paid? And do you only work to the level of what you're paid? You don't, you don't have a habit of doing extra. Grade yourself on a scale of one to 10. Next one is a, um, a pleasing personality. Number 10, pleasing personality. Do you have a pleasing personality? Like, do people enjoy you? Like, does the average person meet you and say, oh man, like that guy is awesome or that girl is awesome. Like, she's a really positive person. Like her energy was just, you know, really, really good. Like, like, like 
are people pleased with your personality? Are, are, are they pleased when they're around you? Grade yourself one through 10. Number 11, accurate thought. And what this, what this really, really focuses on is do you make a plan and is your plan in line with your definite chief aim? Do, the second part of this is <laughs> what do you think about? Because whatever you focus on, that's what you get more of. So if you, if you have a definite chief aim, then that needs to be what is the, the focus in your mind. So accurate thought. Are your thoughts accurate in relation to your definite chief aim? The next one is concentration. Are you focused? Do you, do you have that drive? Do you have that, you know, unwavering concentration on your definite chief aim? The next one is cooperation. Do you cooperate well with others? Or do you have a, you know, um, a adversarial kind of um, situation going on? Which is it? So for, co for cooperations, um, do you establish partnerships easily? Do you get along with people? Um, are, are you able to help people understand things without being offensive? The next one is failure. How do you handle failure? Do you know the difference between failure and temporary defeat? Grade yourself one through 10. Do you have a mindset of profiting from failure? Or do you see failure as like the things that are, you know, like they're just so bad that you avoid it like the plague? The next one is tolerance. How tolerant are you? of different circumstances? How tolerant are you of unfavorable circumstances? How tolerant are you of unfavorable people, people who don't really rock with you like that? Can you still operate at a high level around people who don't really rock with you? Can you be tolerant of others' emotions in times of frustration to still be able to find a solution and help them get where they want to go? Grade yourself one through 10. And lastly, the golden rule. Do you treat people how you want to be treated? To what measure, to what level do you treat people how you would want to be treated? How much grace do you give people compared to how much grace you give? Let me rephrase that. How much grace do you give people compared to the amount of grace that you would want to receive? How much grace... How much forgiveness do you give people in relation to how much grace you would want to receive? Grade yourself one through 10. These are 16 different points that have been found to be some of the most important points, like the most important points when it comes to creating success for yourself. These points. So if you have to rewind this and go back through these 16 points, I'm telling you, grade yourself honestly. And honestly, you know what? Send me your grade and I'll send you my grade. And uh, send it to me on Instagram at Ladon Buchanan, L-A-D-O-N-B-U-C-H-A-N-A-N. And we will be able to, you know, compare and we'll be able to kind of um, help, help each other grow. So that's all I have, guys. 
Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're confused about something or you just have a question that you want me to answer, send me a message on Instagram, again, at LaDon Buchanan. If you want to know more about um, just everything that I'm talking about these days um, and how to make it work for you and your company, then just uh, continue listening to this podcast and be on the lookout for the changes, for the 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 up and coming changes that are coming to this podcast and to everything that I have going on. I'm so excited. Um, and please don't forget to rate and subscribe uh, to never miss an episode. Always remember to never stop learning, growing, and owning and strive to make moves in your life instead of just ranks in your business. Let's go.